Hey guys, this is Coach V. And I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. Coach David, we're at the bitter end of January 2023. I cannot believe it. We're almost ticking over into <laughs> to February. How you doing? I'm great. Bitter end is right. It's supposed to turn super cold uh, for the next few days. We might even get a little wet snow, which would be the first. You know, this is one of the latest times till we've gotten snow in our area. Yeah, this is like in the top 20% now, or and it's getting every day more so. It's been a weird weather here year, but uh, yeah, end of January, we're um, you know celebrating our 20th anniversary, so every every day seems special to that regard. Absolutely. Well, I mean, no, it's uh, the weather is weird right now. I'll leave it at that. So, uh, you know, parents, this is a kid friendly podcast. You can always keep this on and and know that uh, it's it's safe around uh, our our young ears from our our young students. Uh, so here we go. Last episode was uh, part one. This is part two. So we're talking about. What is a black belt? So I'm going to ask that question again. What is a black belt? I mean, we know a black belt is a piece of cloth that goes around your waist, right? We know a a black belt represents mastery, but we want to dig deep. Last week, we really talked about kind of off the mat, outside the dojo, kind of uh, ways of carrying yourself. Um, Definitely go check that out prior to listening to this if you don't want to. I mean, yes, you could listen to this one by itself. But today we're going to talk about kind of in class, physically inside the dojo. So let's go ahead and kick this off. Coach David, I want to ask you a question. You know, when we say what is a black belt, number one is exceptional skills. What comes to your mind in terms of inside class? If someone is an aspiring black belt, not yet a black belt, brown belt, red belt in our system, something like that. And we say, hey, they have to have exceptional skills. What comes to mind? Well, the the thing that came to my mind was, and I'm talking about just base black belt, not, you know, fifth degrees and tenth degrees and you're at high level, but you're, you know, you, you got to black belt. To me, black belt is mastery of the fundamentals. And so to have exceptional skill means that you've mastered those techniques to such a degree that you can now use them effectively at will. And I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to make, you know, word this so it doesn't sound like this is ordinary or like not important. Cause to me, you know, Mr. Fundamentals, this is super, super important and I value it to the nth degree. But that's what I look at for exceptional skill is that you have that level of mastery of the base techniques in whatever system you're at that you are super effective with it. And, you know, you could just take a jab and a snap kick and, you know, that's all you need. Yeah, you know, I fully agree with you. Um, I'll tell you what, when I think exceptional skills, right, I want to zoom out from our system and I just want to look at kind of black belts across multiple systems. Yes, fundamentals. I, I fully agree. I think it's also a sense of having – you have a good grasp of the essence of what that school, what that system, what your instructor is trying to get across. I think that – I mean there's black belts and then there's black belts, right? I mean there's black belts who kind of – you know, you pass the test and maybe that's the last you'll ever see them. I know plenty of people and we wish them well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was their goal and that was an end goal. There was no – there was nothing beyond black belt. Maybe they showed up for a couple classes then poof, that was it. Sometimes it was due to college. Sometimes it was due to other things. Sometimes it was just that's all they wanted to do, and I fully respect that. Then you also got black belts who have a goal of going to higher degrees, maybe teaching or things like that. And when I think exceptional skills, I think their skills are so good that they can actually duplicate themselves. I think their skills are so good that they've captured what is trying to be accomplished within that system. Um, So yeah, high kicks if you're doing Tung Sudo Taekwondo, fast hands, spontaneity if you're doing Kempo. 
right? Every system kind of has its its essence, right? So I think to me, that's what I'm looking for with exceptional skills. Yep, that's great. Love it. Perfect. So let's go into number two. What is a black belt? Number two is emotional mastery. Oh man, we could camp out here on its own podcast episode. Let me let me keep this short, sweet, and to the point. I think that part of getting to black belt is mastering your skill set, but it's also mastering your ability to deal with success, but also mastering your ability to deal with disappointments. Um, most of the time it's with kids, but man, oh man, sometimes it's with adults. And adults, let me tell you something, we have to be able to deal with the ups and the downs. Um, it's such a challenge, especially in the past couple of years, we've had a global pandemic in 2020 and lockdowns and such a different world, right? You know, that we live in. But again, to keep a kid friendly, here's what we need to focus on from a martial arts perspective. Emotional mastery to me is being able to deal with the ups, the downs, whatever, but still not changing your behavioral patterns of showing up to class with a positive attitude. Yeah, that's, that's so critical. I mean, we, we see this day in and day out, and we see this over many, many years. Um, those students who have the ability to control themselves, basically, control their emotions, to ride the highs, ride the lows, make it through, but to continually show up, picking away at it with that good, positive attitude, those are the people that get to black belt. Those are the people who have mastery. And it's, it's really so clear to us. Number three. Fear versus respect. Wow. I, I, can, I can think of a couple people who come to mind from my pre-Kaizen days when I was kind of hot and heavy into sparring and tournaments and all those things. And, you know, there were some people in class, Coach David, who they were feared. They were feared. They weren't liked. They really weren't respected, but they were feared because of what they could do and what they did. Uh, sometimes they did not fight nicely. I'll leave it at that. And, you know, that's not a way to do things. Um, I can think of the people who were respected um, and they were just amazing. Uh, one, one person who I'll actually use their name, um, if he's listening, hey, please reach out to me. I haven't heard from you in 20, 30 years and I know you've moved. I think he moved to Oregon. I think wow. that's where he moved to. But he was uh, well ahead of me years-wise in the system that we were in. His name was Mickey. And um, I still remember part of the way you measure success of a black belt exam was the quality of the, the material, the quality of the paper that was written. But a huge part of it was, yes, the turnout who came to see you, but the, really what was a, you couldn't fake this part, was how many black belts came to support you on the day of the exam. I want to say there was like three or four tables set up. I mean, there was black belts from one end of the room to the other, and he was respected. He was respected because he never hurt anybody. He was respected because he was always the person to help. Um, if there was a beginner student there who needed to be taught, he didn't go, oh, you got to teach a beginner today. He did it with joy, you know, and everybody respected him. He reminds me of you. He reminds me of Mark. He reminds me of Susan. There's so Tom, right? There's so many of our people in our system who remind me of that. But fear versus respect, Coach David, you know, our topic today is what is it? What is a black belt? A black belt's respected and that's earned. It's not given. That's uh, really great. I, I hope Mickey reaches back out to us because uh, that would be super cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to put a little plug in here. Go go to the Kaizen Karate website, go under the blog, and go look for an article that was written know, five, six years ago about this very topic. And I think it's a very important one. And I'm hoping that everyone out there wants to be the person who's respected and not feared. Now, if you want to instill fear... You know, maybe there's there's a good place for you in a lot of dojos. It's probably not in ours, but we think that it's super important to be respectful. Like you, you need to to have that essence about you that people want to emulate. Those are the people we want as black belts who are going to model 
everything we try to teach. And we do a lot of teaching that's not kicking and punching and blocking, right? We, we, we do a lot of that in our classes, especially the kids' classes. And I'm hopeful that one thing that they see is that that, that modeling of that respect of the wanting to be the do the right thing, um, be the person that people want to be, you know, modeling. And that's, to me, very important. That's huge. You know, I want to dig a little bit deeper on the respect, but before we do, um, you know, I hope everyone caught what Coach David just said. We have a, a website that has a really huge, like a like a database of articles in there. You know, it's in our blog section. Well, everyone's like, yes, that's what a blog is, right? Well, to me, I'm you know pre-internet. That's so it's got a it's got a bunch of blogs, and Coach David wrote some phenomenal articles. If you're really interested in deepening your knowledge, I highly encourage you to go to kaizenkarateusa.com. Click on blog on the footer, and it's a treasure trove of information. Uh, so check that out. So Coach David, we're digging a little bit deeper on number three, fear versus respect. We're talking about respect and what does it take to be a black belt? Like what is a black belt? So let's talk a little bit more about respect. Respect, you know, I'll, I'll talk about from an instructor standpoint. Respect to me is staying coachable. Respect to me is, regardless of how high your rank is, um, to still be coachable to the system, to still be coachable to take advice. Um, you don't want to suffer from what I suffered from. When I was 16, Coach David, I suffered from a disease. It was called big headitis. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not talking about the size of my head. I'm talking about the, uh, you know, I got my black belt and poof, my head swole up. You know, I thought I was somebody. And about six months later, maybe a year later, I kind of came back down to earth and mm-hmm. I started listening again. But don't suffer from big headitis, black belts, right? You want to make sure you're coachable. If you're a student, um, how can you be respectful? I think most of our students are super respectful, but really go above and beyond to make sure you're doing things down to code, like how things would need to be done. And make sure you're checking with multiple black belts. To me, I want to, I think I mentioned this last episode, I check with black belts, but I check with the highest ranking black belt to make sure that I'm doing exactly the way they want it done. I don't, I don't want to get to black belt and have to rework things or you know, feel like my, my martial arts is built on a shaky foundation. I want to be solid. And the way you get that is you be respectful. You go above and beyond to seek that information. And, and that is so true and so well said. And I'm just going to talk a second about the fear part, just to, to give more information about that. If students are coming to anybody, and particularly the, you know, a senior instructor or a high-level black belt, and saying, you know, coach, I don't want to fight this person because they hit too hard and they're not listening if I say to back down. That's fear. That, that's not teaching a lesson. That's fear. Uh, we need to make sure as black belts that people are learning and to be in an environment where you can learn. And if you're hitting too hard, if you're, you know, threatening people or doing anything that would not be helpful, to me, that is kind of anti-black belt mentality and that's anti-black belt behavior and I don't consider that black belt. You know, I'll say this in a gentle way, but a clear way. And I, I would say it to, to my kids. I would say it to anybody. So I think it's kid-friendly to say this is if you get to that point philosophically that you don't really agree with things in the school or you want to do things differently, that's, that's the time to kind of go a different path. That's the time to look for something new. It's not the time to derail things. It's not the time to undermine. It's not the time to... To, uh, to do that. There was a Black Belt um, magazine article. I think it was called, it was years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago. It was a um, great article if you can go find it. It was called The Mystery of the Disappearing Godon. Godon is fifth degree Black Belt. And the whole, and I'll give you the, the idea behind it. The idea was when people get to fifth degree or mentally or, you know, they kind of reach to these higher ranks, they tend to, whoof, disappear. 
And it's because almost always philosophically, they start to create their own ideas and, and philosophies of how to do things that differ from how the school is run. And it was a very interesting article. I always remembered that. And I always, I made a conscious effort. It wasn't like a, I didn't have to think about this. I was like, well, I'm going to make sure when I get there that I stay in alignment. <laughs> this, this was a non, this was a, a no brainer for me. Yeah. I was just like, no, 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 I'm just going to stay in alignment. I'm not going to derail myself. So again, if that's you, just, it might be time to kind of to do a little bit of thinking. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's go to number four. So we're talking about what is a black belt. This is our final point. Coach David, there's three, three different points I want to, sub points I want to bring up. So what does it take to be a black belt? Number one, proactive. Two, anticipate. Three, take initiative. I think they're all related. Can you give us your, when we say to just be proactive, to anticipate, to take initiative, we're talking about within the dojo, within a class time. You know, if you're running an evening class and you're a black belt who's maybe not leading the class, you're part of the class, or maybe you are leading the class, what can you do to be proactive? What can you do to anticipate? What can you do to take initiative? Well, oftentimes if you're in a, in a class that's not meant for black belts, like, you know, you're just in regular class, you know, you can be extremely helpful to the main instructor, looking around, see who might need help, see what's going on in the dojo. Is it safe? Is there something you can do to make the, the lesson better? Maybe, maybe you can help, you know, by taking somebody off to the side and kind of giving them a little bit of one-on-one. -on -one. There's a lot of things that can actually be done outside of the main instructional point of that, of that lesson that would be super helpful. That's the sort of proactive thing that a black belt does. 100%. Um, I'll tell you one thing that comes to taking initiative, anticipating. I mean, what you said was so well said. When I'm thinking about being physically in class, um, if it's a mats baits class, you get there a little bit early to set up the mats. Mm. You get there, stay a bit late to take down the mats. Um, if there's no mats, you know, if you're not doing any takedowns, let's say, and you're just doing, you know, striking base, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's making sure the floor is clean sweeping the floor, right? Things like that. Um, I think I've told the story before, but I used to think sweeping was a bad thing or cleaning was a bad thing. It's, it's, it's cleanliness is godliness, right? I'm not, this is not a religious podcast, but you want to make sure that you're keeping the space clean. You're taking pride in what you're doing. I think if you're, whether you're the, the lead on the class or you're a, you know, a black belt or an aspiring black belt, doing things to make sure that class is good for the whole doing things to make sure that class is good for the group, not just thinking about you, that's a huge sign that you're a black belt and that you're getting close because your cup is so full that now you're making room for others and now you're making room to help other people. So, and that is so well said and, and perfect. I'm going to tie this in to the latest, greatest belt promotion chart we just came out with today. We updated it. A lot of good points. I'm sure we'll talk about it more. But the thing that I'm going to highlight is perfect to this is that right above our red belt with a black stripe, which is the belt right before black belt, it says exhibit leadership. And exactly the kinds of things that we just talked about is the kinds of things that are makes you ready for black belt. This is the step that makes you ready to make that transition. Exhibiting those kind of skills, those proactive looking to help, what can you do? That is the kind of leadership that you're looking for as a black belt, and it ties in perfectly. Well, Coach David, <laughs> you know, it's not often we do a two-parter. And I would encourage you, if you've listened this deep into the episode and you haven't listened to episode one, please, please, please go ahead and listen to episode one. Also, uh, if you haven't done so yet, please share the podcast. That goes a long way to getting the word out. 
probably more importantly, please give it a five-star review. Leave an honest assessment of what you think about the podcast. A five-star review really helps to get the word out. Um, Coach Dave and I, we do this because we love doing it. We do it because we view ourselves as ambassadors of the art. We want to see martial arts spread uh, for all the right reasons. And we also want to make sure that we're doing our best to to help those out there who maybe don't have access to some information. Obviously, most do. Uh, but if you're a student or even an instructor who just wants a little bit extra material, hey, you're fine to use this stuff. You know, we, we just view it as our duty uh, to be able to give back. Amen. Hey, guys, for the Kaizen Karate Podcast, this is Coach V. And I'm Coach David. Be well, be safe. We'll see you next time.